empty frames and treasures that fade are never enough. And you came along. You came along. Put me back together. Now every desire is now satisfied.
Good morning, church. I'd like to invite you to stand with us as we worship a holy God. Let's sing together. I was buried beneath my shame. Try to hide 
it was my tomb till I met you. You called my
church. As we, as we sing that song talking about God and His holiness, I really want to let that drive us into a time of prayer together. Uh, if you're new with us, we try to spend a little time every Sunday praying together. And we, we go through what's uh, called the Lord's Prayer very often. It's found in Matthew chapter 6. Uh, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. We kind of take a little section of that every week and focus in on what that means and, and pray together in that way. And then also we want it to be a kind of a teaching moment for us to learn how we can pray in our own lives. And so here in the first week of the year, I want to take just that first little section of that prayer where Jesus is teaching us how to pray. Where he says there in verses 9 and 10, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What Jesus is doing there, he's modeling for us that we focus in on who God is. And as we see God for who he is, we're drawn in to prayer to him. We're drawn into worship to him. Spend time focusing, hallowed be your name, holy, separate, special, other. You are God. You are sovereign ruler of all creation. I want your will to be done and not mine. You are in charge and not me, right? Setting it clear in our hearts who is God and who is not as we spend time praying. Uh, Psalm 717. We'll throw it up on the screen. Look what uh, the psalmist says in Psalm 7 verse 17. I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. We worship God because of who he is. He's worthy of it. Like when you go to the Grand Canyon and you see how huge it is, you say, wow. The reason you say wow is because it's worthy of your wow. And the reason we worship God is because he's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our wow. We see him for who he is. And so I encourage you as we spend a little time here right now praying and in your own personal prayer time, take a little time to stop. Thank God for who he is. Focus in on who he is so that you can say wow. So I ask you just to bow your heads for me. And I want to I lead us in this and then give you a little opportunity to, to do it yourself. So for me and my, my time with the Lord, we'll look a little something like this. As I'm just sitting before the Lord, I'll say, God, just thank you. Thank you for your patience. Just how patient you've been with me and in all of my stumbling and bumbling and trying to figure it out and take a few steps and fall down. You've been so patient with me. Just thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that you've allowed me to endure maybe some difficult seasons and times. Just setting your heart, thanking God for who He is and what He's done. I'm going to give you a second to do that. Take just a second and just praise God. Thank Him for who He is. Just let your mind set in on how glorious and amazing He is. I will give to the Lord the thanks that is due to His righteousness, due to His name, that He is worthy of. 
Lift up the praise to the Lord that's rightfully His. we just thank you. God, we thank you for your grace, for your mercy, for your love, for your patience, that even when we are faithless, you are faithful. Even when we stumble, you never will. Even when we feel like our grip is being loosened on you, your grip just tightens on us. God, we just thank you. You are worthy of all of this. I pray, God, for us going into 2022, God, that we are going to be people of praise and thanking you for who you are. We don't take you for granted. We don't take your love, your grace, your mercy, your power, your your forgiveness for granted. We thank you for this. We thank you, God. You are worthy of this. We will give thanks to you, God. The thanks that is due to your righteousness. We're going to sing praise to your name because you are the one on most high. Thank you, Lord. pray, God, that you would raise up in us, again, just a a deep, profound assurance of who you are. And we're just drawn to you. We love you so much. We're just drawn to you. You are worthy of our wow. You're worthy of our worship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Happy New Year to you. Oh, wow, we're starting off like that. 2022 is going to stink. i got to be honest with you. Happy New Year. Oh, there we go. That's a little better. All right. I know it's the early crowd, and I know you're still working for coffee to kick in. I know. I know. So excited for the new year. Uh, I want to let you know, quick programming notes. Beginning next Sunday, uh, going to begin preaching through the book of James. Really excited about that. Um, the book of James kind of gets to the heart of what it means to look, what it looks like to be a Christian, right? Not just professing to be a Christian, but what does it look like to, to actually live this thing out? How does, what does it look like when our faith takes action, when our faith starts working in our life, when we start living the life that we also profess? Like how do, how do we bring our profession of Christ and our life in Christ, how does that line up and come together? So we're going to start that next week. And James, really excited. It's going to take us pretty much to Easter. I'd encourage you this week, spend a little time in James. Read through that this week. Get familiar with it. And we'll start working through that chunk by chunk. If you're new with us, it's kind of how we do things. Typically, we go through books of the Bible, a little chunk at a time. And so uh, pre- uh, prepare yourself in James for that. And we'll kick into that next week. And that's going to be a really, really, really great series. I'm excited for that. But for today, what I want to focus on is a little bit of a New Year's sermon. All right, I want to set us going in a trajectory for this new year. Um, so I watched the Rose Bowl yesterday. It's a great game. Uh, well, kind of, kind of, be honest, I was pulling for Utah and they lost. But it was a great game. But it got me thinking, kind of in my, my uh, I'm a sports geek. Like, I, I, I like uh, stats and details and stories. And so it got me thinking about the Rose Bowl. 1929 Rose Bowl. The 1929 Rose Bowl was Georgia Tech against California. 
And, and kind of towards the end of the first half, Georgia Tech has the ball. And they fumble. The running back fumbles. And a defensive lineman for California, his name is Roy Regal, picks up the ball and starts running to the end zone. Right? And if, if you played football, especially if you were on defense and you got the ball, right, you're like a kid at Christmas. Right? You get into tunnel vision, you can't hear anything, like you're just, whoa, you are locked in. Like, I'm going to do this. It's going to work. Right? And so he is running to the end zone. And he is so excited. He's about to score a touchdown in the Rose Bowl. He's getting closer and closer and closer. And when he gets to the two-yard line, someone catches him from behind and tackles him on the two-yard line. He jumps up and turns around and finds out that the guy who tackled him is his teammate. He's like, what are you doing? And his teammate looks at him and says, you're running the wrong way. You are about to score a safety for the other team. He was so excited to have the ball that he got completely confused and was running the wrong way. My goal for us today is this. I want to make sure you're not running the wrong way. right? I want to make sure we're running the same direction, the right direction, the direction towards spiritual maturity. Right? Colossians chapter 1, 28 says one of the goals for us as a church is that every single one of us will reach full spiritual maturity. That's our desire, that's our goal, that's our plan, that every one of us reaches that. So that's what we're going to focus on today. How do we set our sights on the, the correct end zone, the right way we're going? How do we go that direction, press on into it, and by God's grace, see 2022 be an amazing year for your spiritual growth. That's what I want, man. I want, when we're sitting here this time next year, you're able to say, there's a marked difference in my life because Jesus Christ has done a great work in me this year. That's our plan for you. That's our hope for you. That's our prayer for you. And so we want to kind of set that off on that foot today, all right? So if you got a Bible, let's find Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3, we're going to read just verses 12 through 16. Um, uh, you can grab your phone, your tablet, uh, we'll throw it up on the screen. Uh, we have Bibles on the back of the pew in front of you. If you don't own a Bible, that's our gift to you. You can totally steal that. And if someone says, why are you taking that? Just say, the guy with the mic told me I could. Or you can find a really nice one in Lost and Found. Just mark out the name, all right? And that's totally yours, our gift to you. Philippians chapter 3. Let's pick it up in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this, or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to work through this text, and I want to give you kind of three words. Some people, my, my wife is this, I'm not this. Some people are like real word people. 
Uh, and so you even like have a word for the year, like some people do that kind of thing. Like my word for the year is what hope or peace or joy or courage or like whatever the thing might might be for you. So I, I want to give you some potential words for your 2022. All right, so it'll kind of frame the text and then kind of give you some a springboard to jump off into into the new year. Okay, so here are the three words that kind of kind of frame the text and then kind of give you a springboard for 2022. All right, humble possession. And forward, all right? And I'll explain each of those as we walk through it together. But those are kind of the three words we're going to be focusing on. Humble, possession, and forward, all right? So let's first start with humble. So look at verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this, or I'm already perfect. And then look at verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. So did you catch that, right? I haven't obtained it. What's the it he's talking about there? I haven't obtained it. Verse 13, I haven't made it my own. Well, verse 12 tells you what it is. I haven't obtained it, and I am not already perfect. Perfect means mature. What he's saying is this. I'm not totally mature yet. Right? There are parts of my spiritual life that need some serious growing up. And here's the important thing I want you to get. Who is writing that? Anybody know? Quick pop quiz. Who is writing this Philippians? Paul. Right? If you're not familiar with church background, the Bible, let me explain to you who Paul is. Paul is our Superman. Right? He is on the Mount Rushmore of Christianity. The dude wrote half the New Testament. Right? He planted all of the first century churches. He was the leader of the first church. He was so legit, Jesus gave him a personal tour of heaven while he was still alive. I'm going to assume you haven't had that. Right? He's, now I say always here, what I say this all the time is there's no varsity and JV uh, Christian, right? There's no like really mature unless you're really a Christian, that, that doesn't exist. But if it did... He's on a different level. And this guy is saying, I have a lot of maturing that I still need to do. I, I don't have this all figured out yet. I, I, I'm not perfect. And here's the big idea that I want you to get. If you're going to mature in 2022, if you're going to grow in 2022... Step one is you have to admit you have a lot of growing to do in 2022. Agreed? Right? If you think you're already there, you're not going anywhere. If, if you are already pretending like you're here, you're never going to get there. We spend so much time in our society trying to make people think we're better than we are. Exhibit A social media right we spend all of our time doing this but again if you spend all your effort pretending you're here when you're not you're never actually going to get there step one humility be humble and this is the Apostle Paul writing this when he's at the top of his game. Like at this point, he has spent 20 years loving, serving, suffering for Jesus. And he says, look, I don't, I don't have it all down yet. I'm not perfect. I need Jesus 
Christ to still do this work in me. What about you? Step one, are you going to be honest and admit I haven't already arrived? I'm not perfect. And I love kind of thinking through this. Think about, if you have kids, think about your kids. So the second your child is born, they are 100% human, correct? Now they may act like a demon, but they're actually human beings. Right? They're 100% human. They don't have to grow into their humanity in any way. They are 100% human. Now, they have maturing to do to grow up into a man and woman, correct? But that doesn't make them more human. They just have to mature up in their manhood and womanhood. Same thing with you in Christ. When you become a follower of Christ, you are already 100% pure and true in Christ, right? You are already totally forgiven and totally redeemed and totally pure and totally holy and totally filled with the Holy Spirit of God that is there and true and right. You are never going to be more of that. But now you've got to grow up in maturity in that. Does that make sense? You're already a child of God. Now you just mature up as a man and woman of God. And in order for you to do that, though, you've got to be humble. You've got to admit that you need it. So when we think about 2022, we think about maturity, the first word I want you to consider is humility. If you're going to experience real, true spiritual growth in 2022, you must first admit that you have a lot of areas that you need to grow in. Second word I want you to see, possession. Look there at verse 12 again. Possession. Again, not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but look at that last part. But... I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. So there are two verbs used there that, that mean grabbing, a hold, right? And so you can understand Paul's saying here, like, I press on to capture this. I press on to, to grab onto this because Jesus has already grabbed on to me. In other words, the only thing that empowers you to pursue Christ is the fact that you know he's already pursued and grabbed a hold of you. Does that make sense? When you realize humbly that you need to grow, what's going to empower you to be able to grow is understanding, grabbing a hold of the fact that Jesus Christ has already grabbed you. I'm able to pursue him because he's already pursued me. I'm able to grab him because he's already grabbed me. You're not, tr you're not striving to get a hold of Jesus. You're striving towards Jesus because he's already grabbed a hold of you. Or think about it like this. I've got another scripture I want to throw up on the screen found in, in Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. You can, it should be just the next page over if you want to scoot back or we'll just have it up on the screen. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. So, Looking, starting at the second half of verse 12, look at what it says. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. That, that, that word work out is significant. It, it, it means to make something useful. So he's not saying here that, that you're, you're working on being saved. What he's saying here is you're already saved, so now make that salvation useful. 
do something with it. That term work out is also a mining term. It means to dig into the ground and pull out something valuable. So think about gold, right? Gold that's in the ground. The only way that that gold is valuable, the only way that it can be used is if someone goes in, finds it, digs it out, and then uses it. That's the way he's describing you and salvation. You have already, by faith in Christ, God has already placed in you everything you'll ever need for all of life and godliness. That's 2 Peter 1. You've already been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's Ephesians 1. Through faith in Christ, you have all of these things. Through faith in Christ, you are a new creature in Christ. Through faith in Christ, you are holy and pure. Through faith in Christ, you are dead to the old life and new to a new life. Through faith in Christ, it's no longer you who live, but it's Jesus who lives in you. Through faith in Christ, all of that is true. However, it only is valuable in your life if you pull it out and use it. If you mine that out and make it significant. What allows you to be able to push forward in Christ is believing that he's already grabbed a hold of you. If you've believed by faith in Christ, it does not matter how much you've jacked it up. You already still his. In John chapter 10, he says that you are in his hand and no one can ever snatch you from his hand. Not only that, but you're all in the Father's hand and no one takes anything from him. No one can snatch you out of God's hand. Listen to me. Not even you. Right? You're not that bad. You can't do it. If you believe by faith in Christ, you belong to Jesus. You are his possession. And that truth, that reality, that fact is what drives us to him. Like if you have to, if if your Christianity is the thought process that you're having to work towards God so that he'll love you, so that he'll accept you. If you have to jump these hoops and work through these circles so that you can get to him so that he can have you, that is exhausting and you're going to flame out. But that's not biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity is you belong to Jesus. And this is what the Apostle Paul is saying here. Look, he's saying, look, I don't have it figured out. I'm not spiritually mature totally. I have a lot of things I need to work on. I'm still growing. But what empowers me to keep growing is the fact that I know I already belong to Jesus. I reach forward for spiritual maturity because I know Jesus has already reached out and grabbed me. I belong to him Press on to make it your own because Jesus Christ has already made you his own. What empowers us to push forward in spiritual maturity, encourages us to push forward in spiritual maturity, makes it enable for us to push forward in spiritual maturity, is the fact that we know we already belong to God, we're redeemed by God, we're saved by God, we're forgiven by God, we're filled with the Spirit of God, we are His, and so we keep pushing forward because He's already done everything that needs to be done to make us His. We're not fighting to belong to Him. We're pressing on because we already do. 2022 is going to get to be a really special year for you. 
if you can begin the year with the understanding that I are, regardless of what happens this year, and we don't know, listen, if the last two years has taught us anything, no one has a clue what's going to happen, right? We have now entered into the eighth level of Jumanji. What's popping out next? I don't know. No clue. Flying monkeys are going to shoot through the window any second. You're like, well, I'll be doggone. That must be the next variant. I don't know. I have no idea. We don't know. But regardless of what's going to happen, regardless of where it goes, listen, I don't like thinking like this, but the truth is this. At some point in 2022, I'm going to get a phone call that I wish to God I never would have gotten. Like that's a thing that's going to happen. To me personally. Like that's a thing that's going to happen. The only way that I'm going to be able to walk through whatever that might be is if I know that Jesus already has me and he's going to walk me through whatever that is. That's it. That's the only hope I've got. So it starts with us being humble and realizing that we've got a lot of growing to do. Second, Understanding that I am the possession of Jesus Christ. He has me. So now I'm able to push forward in him. Which brings us to the third word I want you to see forward. That's verses 13 and 14 back in Philippians chapter 3. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. Again, he's being very humble. But one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind... And straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So the word for goal means a finish line, like in a race, right? You're trying to cross the finish line. And prize is the reward that's given to the winner, right? So we're pressing forward to get to the finish line so that we can get the prize on the other side, right? So the finish line for the Christian is to finish this life well, well done, good and faithful servant, right? You cross the finish line, faithful in Christ, and the prize on the other side is Jesus, right? Life eternal with him, Perfect intimacy with him, perfect relationship with him, face-to-face with him. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more death, no more sin, no more struggle, no more any of that. Right? That's the prize that we get. But it tells us here that we're to run hard after that. Right? Again in verse 13. I do not consider that I've made it my own. But one thing I do, which is significant, if, if, if one of the most towering figures in the history of Christianity says, hey, look, there's one thing I do. We're all doing New Year's resolutions, right? We're all like, here's something I want to do this year. If the Apostle Paul says, hey, here's something I'm working towards, might want to circle it, right? Here's one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead, I've pressed on toward the goal. So let's chat about running real quick. Let's chat about this, 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 this pushing in to the Lord. So three words that are there in, in those two verses I want us to highlight just for a second. All right? First, forgetting. Forgetting what lies behind. You cannot press forward if you're looking behind you. You can't do that. Right? You're going to get in your car in a few moments. And I want this to be a, a visual reminder for you anytime you need it when you get in your car. Get in your car, sit in the driver's seat, look up. What you're going to notice is this. The rearview mirror 
is significantly smaller than the windshield. And it is positioned in a place where you're not supposed to be looking at it constantly. If you're driving like this in the rearview mirror, what's going to happen? Something bad, correct? Same with this. You ready for this? If you live your life constantly looking in the rearview mirror, something bad is going to happen. You're going to crash. You have to forget. Uh, so we were watching the Rose Bowl. We were watching the Rose Bowl parade yesterday. So uh, I didn't know this. The first Calvary uh, division has the military's only still existing mounted color guard. Interesting little fun fact. So they were in the Rose Bowl parade, right? So they're mounted, they're on horses, uh, only um, military's only uh, remaining mounted color guard. So they're doing it. And, and in that, they've got some guys, some soldiers that have horses attached to a wagon, right? And they're pushing, the, they're, the, the horses are pulling the wagon. And it's interesting, so on the horses, they've got these blinders. Why do horses, when they're pulling a wagon, have blinders? I learned this. I didn't know about horses. I didn't grow up around horses. I learned this. If a horse does not have blinders on and they're pulling a wagon, out of their peripheral vision, they'll see the wagon behind them. They'll think they're being chased by something and they'll just shoot off running and they'll keep running till they die. They are convinced they're being chased by something that isn't actually chasing them and it's going to end up killing them when there's nothing actually even chasing them. Same thing for us. We spend all of our time, all of our energy, all of our effort concerned about what's in the past. You're running from things that are already done. A couple of things. A, if you're a follower of Christ, it's already been forgiven. It's covered under the blood. B, unless you're inventing the flux capacitor in 2022, you can't go back and fix it. That's an 80s reference. Thank you. So, what do we do? We forget it. And not only the sin, but the successes. You, future victories cannot be won from yesterday's successes. You forget that stuff, and you move forward. So you move forward. Second word I want you to see, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. Circle that word straining. That word straining means to stretch out. It's this idea of of a runner, again, if you've ever seen in track, my, uh, my oldest daughter runs track, and so when they get to the finish line, uh, what do they do? They, they lean forward, and they put their chest out. They're, they're straining out to cross that finish line. They're using every bit of energy they have to cross the line. It's so, I watch it every single meet. It never fails. You always have that kid who ran a really good race, and they're, and they're starting to finish well. And as they're about to cross the finish line, what do they do? They look around to see where the competition is. And it never fails. They get past. They stop straining forward to the finish line. And they started looking around and behind them. Strain forward. He, you do not accidentally fall rear end backwards into spiritual growth. You have to work for it. You have to strain forward. Which brings that next word I want you to see. Straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal. That word press is really significant because it's, it's in the present tense. What that means is this. It's an ongoing action. Paul is saying, I wake up every single day 
pressing forward to Jesus. I forget what's behind me. I use every ounce of energy to strain forward. And I press on every single day for Christ. We, we don't want you to be so excited about change in 2022 that you pick up the ball and you go in the wrong direction. We want you to see God's desire for you is to be humble, realize you've got growth to do, to, to realize that you are the possession of Jesus Christ and because he has you, you can now move forward in him. And to press forward, forget that stuff in the past, strain forward every day, pressing on. And as you do this, this is going to change your definition of spiritual maturity. Look at verse 15. This changes the way how we view mature. Look what he says in verse 15. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Just because someone reads a lot of books doesn't mean they're spiritually mature. And just because someone knows a lot of big words doesn't mean they're spiritually mature. And just because they know how to sit in a Bible study and ask really hard questions that stump people, or they know how to answer the really hard questions that stump people, or they're really good at praying in public, none of that means that person is spiritually mature. Now, a spiritually mature person could also do those things. That's great. But those aren't marks of maturity. Paul said, here's a mark of maturity. That you think like this. Humbly. That you think that the most important thing about you is that you're a possession of Jesus. That you are every day straining forward and pressing on to Him. This is what it means to be mature. Is your goal to be mature in 2022? Then this is what you do. And it also changes the way we view others around us. Right? He says, let those of you who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. We can just start praying for people. We don't have to be concerned about what's going on in their heart or life. We can just do like the Apostle Paul. If anyone thinks otherwise, I trust that God's going to show you. It's going to be all right. It's going to work. I want you to think about something. As we think about spiritual, spiritual growth and maturity in 2022, just about everyone fits into three categories when it comes to spiritual growth as a Christian. You're either a raft a speedboat, or a sailboat. So let's chat about these just for a second. First is a raft. What does a raft do? It just floats, right? You'd be like my eight-year-old at the beach. She just gets on a raft, and she just floats. If we didn't keep an eye on her, she'd float to Cuba. Right? There's no steering. There's no propulsion, right? You're just laying there, and you're enjoying it, and you just float wherever you want to float. For some of us, this is how we would define your spiritual growth. You just kind of float. You float in and you float out. You'll float into church and you'll float out of church. You'll float in to a Bible study journey group and you'll float out of it. You'll float in to biblical relationships with people that can encourage you in the Lord and you'll, you'll float back out of them again. You just kind of 
go with the flow. Some of you will even try to figure out a way to Christianize this and add Christian lingo to it to make it okay. Like, no, 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 well, we're just about grace. That's what, I mean, we don't, we're not uh, talking about all this striving. That feels like legalism. No, no, if God wants to do something in me, he'll do it. Well, your problem is going to be the Bible. Because Philippians 3 just said, here's what you do. You forget everything from your past and you press on straining towards Jesus Christ. Some of you, I'm going to be honest, you need to repent today of, of your spiritual life basically just being a wrath. You float in here a couple of times a month, and you think that somehow it's magically going to make you mature in Christ. I just want to encourage you and let you know that it's not. Others of you, you're a speedboat, and oftentimes a speedboat person comes as an overreaction to a raft, right? You realize that you're a raft, you go, oh my goodness, I don't want to do that. So you foom, and you fly to the other direction. Here's the thing about a speedboat. They go really fast, but then they run out of gas, right? You're like, okay, you're right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to read the entire Bible in 30 days. I'm going to join 14 of these groups. I'm going to do it. I'm all in. And then you get about February, and, and it starts to struggle. I got a, a good friend of mine who is a competitive bench press guy. Like, he, he competes in competitive bench pressing when these guys just kind of walk like this everywhere can't fit through doors and it's so funny he despises the month of january and if you go work out at a gym you know what he's talking about right he's like he said i literally he said i take the month of january off it's my recoup month he said i don't even go to the gym i don't even go he said i'll do a few things at the house he said i don't even go to the gym he said because i got all these New Year's resolution people coming in, using the equipment, not knowing what they're doing. It's just ridiculous. He said, but if I wait till February, they'll clear out. They won't last long. By the way, you know why your uh, gym um, only charges you 10 bucks a month? Um, and says that you are, they, they get you in in January and they hey, 10 bucks a month and you can cancel that anytime you want. We're not going to make you keep it for the whole year. You can cancel it anytime you want. You know why they do that? It gets you signed up and they know guilt's going to stop you from canceling that. Right? You're going to, September's going to roll around and you haven't gone since, you know, January 3rd. But you're going to go, you know what? I think next week's going to be my week. I'm going to keep that. Yeah, let's do it. Just let you know that's their plan. You don't have to be a speedboat. Speedboat people freak out about where they are in Christ and think they got to do a thousand things today to get right. You don't. You don't have to be a raft. You don't have to be a speedboat. I want to encourage you to think of yourself as a sailboat. So here's the thing about a sailboat. Now, if the wind doesn't blow... The sailboat is as good as a raft. It's just dead in the water. But when that wind hits just right and you catch it just right, you can go as fast as a speedboat. The thing about a sailboat is it waits for the wind to blow. And when it does, it hoists those sails, it catches that wind, and boom, it's off. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is blowing into your life 
What I want to encourage you to do is hoist the sails of your life. Catch the wind of the Holy Spirit and let it shoot you off in spiritual growth in 2022. Committing to read your Bible in 2022 or joining a journey group in 2022, these aren't just New Year's resolutions. These are opportunities you have to lift up the sail of your heart and catch the wind of the Holy Spirit so that you can move forward in Christ. You can do this. You can do this. Why do we encourage you to, 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 to make worship attendance a regular part of your week? Because this is an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to blow into your cell. Why do we encourage you to be a part of a journey group that's going to meet every week, a smaller group of people gathered around God's Word, encouraging one another, praying one another, because that's going to be an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to blow. Why do we encourage you to spend time in the Word every day, in prayer and every day, and asking God to speak to you through His Word and encourage you and convict you of sin? Because that's opportunities for the Holy Spirit to blow and catch that wind. You're off. I'm going to ask our band to come up. If you want to consider a New Year's resolution for this year, here's one that I would encourage you to think about. I resolve to be a humble possession of Jesus Christ who seeks to move forward in my walk with him every day. That's it. That's it. We're not a raft floating. We're not a speedboat trying to get it all figured out today. I am just a humble possession of Jesus Christ. I know i got a lot of growing to do, but I know Jesus Christ has me. He's taken hold of me. He's never going to let me go. So I'm going to wake up every day. Every day. I'm just going to push forward in him. And trust that he's going to grow me a little bit. And a little bit. And a little bit. And a little bit. I'm going to grow in him. And I'm going to look up one day. This time next year. And I'm going to be amazed at what he's done in me. Let me think about your kids. You don't see your kids grow, right? You can't physically watch them growing. What happens though? You're in the kitchen one day making a sandwich. Your kid walks behind you. You do a double take. When did you become a giant? Like what happened? Right? You just that fast. Now, did it happen that fast? No. It was so incremental you couldn't even perceive it at the time. But you look up one day and you go, oh my goodness, you're, you're taller than me. This is how it is with spiritual growth. Right? It can be incremental. It can be slow. And you may take two steps forward and drop a step back. That may very well happen. In fact, I can almost guarantee it probably will. But the goal is that we're pushing forward in Christ. And as we're pushing forward in Christ, we are going to see Him do this work in us. And we're going to look up and realize, wow. He's really done this. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads for me. As we, as we finish our time together, we're going to spend time focusing on how marvelous and amazing Jesus is. 
Because when we see Jesus for who he is, the greatest and most glorious treasure in the universe, we're not going to need New Year's resolutions to push us forward in the faith. We're going to pursue Jesus because we see him truly is as our greatest prize. For some of you today, you need to trust by faith in Christ for the first time today. You need to begin 2022 today as a Christian. Jesus Christ came and he died and he rose again so that you can be set free from your sin and made new. Today, say, Jesus Christ, take away my sin. Make me new. I belong to you. Take a hold of me, Jesus. Take possession of me, Jesus, so that I can pursue you. Today, that can be your prayer. You call out to Jesus and you do that. Or maybe you are already in possession of Jesus. You belong to him. Today, say, Jesus, I resolve to live my life as your humble possession. I want to every day just pursue you as you do your great work in me. As we sing about how glorious and amazing Jesus is, let this thought be in your mind. Let this prayer be in your mind. God, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you're doing this. We thank you, God, that you are constantly pursuing us. It's never going to end. And I pray, God, today that we see that you possess us, you own us, and we can just keep pushing forward in you. We love you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. Let's stand, guys. Let's, let's worship together.
As we end our time here together, I want to encourage you. Uh, my wife and I will be up front here if you'd like someone to come and talk to. Uh, pray with you. We'd love to do that. You're more than welcome to. Uh, especially if you're a guest, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to put a name with the face, connect with you. And if you are a guest, if you'd be so kind, you can just grab your cell phone and text the word connect to our number on the screen. Just so we know that you're here, we'll be praying for you this week, and you can communicate with us anything that you'd like to. We'd love for you to do that. Uh, but real quick, I have three quick announcements for everyone this week, just so you know what's going on, what's happening here at Southview. First, uh, Ladies of Grace, that's our ladies' ministry here at our church. They're going to have a game night January 21st, Friday. If you'd like to be a part of that, you can text the word GAME to our number. Uh, men, we've got a couple of men's ministry events. Our guys are hosting a family movie night. We're going to do War Room Saturday, January 29th at 6 o'clock. If you or your family would like to come and be a part of that, it's totally free. You can text MOVIE to our number. Also for our guys with our military ministry, they're going to be um, fixing our, our fire pit in the back and then doing a, a bonfire together. Um, that's going to be on January 15th. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, you can text the word bonfire to plug in with that and then lastly uh, new members for our new members if you're new around here you'd like to be a part of membership here at Southview we're going to have our next new member class starting January 16th uh, if you'd like to sign up for that you can just text the word member to sign up there and for any other announcements you can download the app iTunes or Google Play you can give online uh, or in the giving boxes as you leave whatever works best for you but we're so glad that you're here our prayer for you 
2022 is that Jesus Christ would continue to do an amazing work in your life. He would do phenomenal things in you. Seek after Him. Pursue Him. Forget what's behind. Know that He has grabbed a hold of you. And so you're pressing on to grab a hold of all that He has for you. Jesus, we thank You. We thank You for, for dying and rising again so that we can be made new. For grabbing a hold of us and never letting go. And empowering us to press forward and push forward in You. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. We love You. We pray this in Your name. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you so much. Have a great week.